0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one riddle at a time. Back to this good friend, friend of the channel, Mr. Dion from Dion Talk. How you doing, buddy?
1: Howdy. Doing good, Mike. Ready for round two.
0: Yeah. Hey, so I read an article this morning that I just had to share with someone, and I'm so glad that uh, you were available this morning. So I heard that the average American believes that they will be retired at 62 and that a comfortable retirement will take a nest egg of $1.9 million dollars frankly both of those numbers scare me uh, I'm willing to go anywhere you want uh, but let's let's talk about these two numbers because um, doesn't leave me feeling good
1: I wish I was a good actor because <laughs> I would like to duplicate the reaction I had before we started recording when you gave me that data yeah um, I'm not that good actor so I'm not going to try to fake it but wow um, uh-huh. <laughs> I reached financial freedom after having invested about $360,000. My cash flow from my rental portfolio at that amount of investing was more than I went out what I was making when I was a police officer. And when I was a police officer, I had a mortgage. Mm-hmm. I was house hacking. So my living expenses were a lot less too. So com- financial freedom on 320, $360,000. When I hear people say, I need a million or 1.9 million to retire. I think, okay, that, that's probably possible. But when you look at the data and they, and they say things like 40% of United States citizens can't handle a $400 expense without going into debt, yeah. credit card, credit loan, how many people are going to hit retirement age with $1.9 million, especially if they hear a number that big and they think that's the goal. So somebody who's 50, who hasn't really paid attention to their finances, and then one day wakes up and has that aha moment of, I need to retire someday,
0: mm-hmm. looking
1: at $1.9 basically to some people says, don't even bother. Yeah, um, And 62, the technical term retirement, I can see that. Making work optional is so much easier and can happen decades before then. I think the average person can reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, even if you're not starting from the best position. That's something I really believe. So if you start when you're 20, by the time you're 30, you can choose the job you want or retire. I don't think somebody who reaches um, financial freedom in 10 years or less is going to retire. You're usually too motivated and too active to just say, I'm never going to work again, but you're probably going to work a job you like. Mm -hmm. And and you're going to be 46 and you're going to walk into work one day at eight o'clock in the morning and expect to work all day. And 45 minutes later, you're back in your car driving home because you have that freedom. Mm -hmm. Not that that's a story that I've heard before, but (laughs) possible. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I, so let's hit the sixty-two thing because I'm glad you went there. That I, so I'm fifty, right? So let's just say that, right? So so sixty-two is not that far away, but most of my life I thought fifty was old. It's just yeah, that that's old, right? Sixty-two is is old, and um, yeah, I I, I I firmly believe, and that's one of the things that's a passion for me for the next fifty years of my life is. Getting people to realize if they really sacrifice and do the work, you can make work optional in 10 years. I've adopted that. You've got to do some things. House hacking obviously helps, income snowball, all of those things. And then again, you you made work optional on a total investment of 360K. I, I have news for you. If you started to recycle capital, that number goes down, right? You go back to the house, you're doing a refi, and let's just say you took out 100 grand, you're using that 100 grand again. It's not new money. Right. So, um, you know, we have built a a portfolio with at this point negative money. Now, obviously, we invested the 40K I talk about in the book, and we've been invested another 100 or 200K over 20 years, but we've extracted far more than we ever put in. Um, But that's because we've recycled capital. So, yeah, I think I want people to realize that you can make work optional in 10 years. On top of that, something I talk about and that's one of the reasons I have this office is I had to, I want to bring in a whiteboard and I just couldn't do that in my kid's room. I want to talk about, you know, whatever you're look at that. There you go. Yeah. I
1: have a whiteboard here.
0: <laughs> there you go. So one of the things I think about is, you know, like, w- what are you going to be spending? It's a thermometer or whatever you want to call it. Like when you're done four grand a month, five grand a month. Okay. Social security is going to take care of X, but you need more. Is it going to be rentals? Is it going to be a side hustle? Something else? We just need to start having these discussions and talk about them early not later and then yeah the nest egg of 1.9 million that's a marketing stick that's the things that you get the 20 year olds or 30 year olds to start in 401k And yes i know it's possible but it is it is i don't know what the numbers is what 90 some odd percent will never get there because life happens divorces happen you know I don't know I think I read an article one time that you know when you're in your 20s and you hear about going to 62 it's like 12% of us don't even live to see 62 right we you know life happens and we and we move on but yeah I don't like either of those numbers I'm not sure I'm I'm not sure which one I hate more I think I hate the 1.9 million nest egg cuz that's that's like that's like a promise for a future and you just keep digging and so people few people will get that and like you said you start at 50 you'll just never get there so I don't feel good about either of those numbers.
1: No, I think there's, there's two industries that I really don't like. Mm-hmm. The first one is retirement accounts. Yeah. The people who make a lot of money off retirement accounts aren't the people who contribute to them. Mm. the people who manage them. And insurance, mm. the insurance industry makes the bulk of its money off of people who don't understand insurance. So if you take the time to learn insurance, Yes, there's some strategies that work great, but the average person is paying into insurance and not understanding what the fees are, not understanding how long the payout is. Um, And I get questions sometimes on whole life policies and is that an investment? And can you put that money to work? And I was like, it probably is, but the mental power it would, the bandwidth it would take to learn that is a lot easier to just invest in a cash flowing asset. So we, as a society, we fall into this trap. You invest into retirement accounts so that you have tax benefits, When you're 59 and a half so Mm. somehow the government doesn't care if you're 20 or 45 59 and a half is when that money gets its biggest tax benefit so if you've been putting in since 20 or 45 there's an age that matters not Mm. how long have you been investing and then so so security as a society we're trained that at a certain age you start to get money out of the social security and most people understand that it is running out of funds And so some people starting in the workforce today are not paying into their social security. They're paying into ours and it isn't going to be there by the time they get there. And, and that's, that's information that's kind of shared commonly and people are still putting into that. Mm -hmm. It's based on an age at 62, you get this much. If you wait, if you delay till 65 to start, you might make more every month. And then you have Mm -hmm. to do this math on how long am I going to live? Is that extra money every month going to be a better return instead of thinking? and, And this is just my personal opinion. I don't want a penny locked up in a retirement account. It's not paying me cash flow now. I'm not getting appreciation on multiples of what I invested. I'm not getting principal paydown where tenants pay off the mortgages and the tax benefits of a retirement account. Professional term suck <laughs> compared to the tax benefits of real estate. Oh yeah, It's almost like there's this place called Congress full of people who own real estate, who are voting in laws and creating laws that benefit people who own real estate Um, that's the tax benefits I want now over what you get from a retirement account. And so thinking that there's an age tied to retirement really bothers me. I don't like the 62. That's why my reaction when you said the retirement age is this and this is the amount you need. Um, Both of those uh, scare me. People thinking that that's the right path. Yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's a path. I will give you that. I don't think it's the right path. I don't I, I, there's a better path. and again, you know we made we replaced two six figure incomes in fifteen years, uh, Olivia and I. and um, yeah, we didn't invest anywhere close to one point nine million dollars. I mean even if you even if you don't take out the recycled capital, we wouldn't it's I'd be shocked if it's fifteen percent of that, right? So there's just a better way. and again, even if you just get to four, you don't have to build, you don't have to make work optional. But even if you just got to one, two, three or four rentals, it's going to make it better. You'll have options and flexibility. Uh, so, yeah,
1: I, I like what you've said, where even if you just have one rental, when you do hit that age of retirement, if it's 62 with X amount of dollars invested, one rental is going to make that better. You're All probably right. going to be profiting from that rental as much or more than you get from Social Security. Um,
0: it's options. No. Yeah, Just right. it, it gives you better options. So this is a great conversation. Dion, how can people find you and get part of your world?
1: Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. I do live streams on Tuesday afternoons. Last night was a nice short one that went on for three hours and 35 minutes. Uh, I try to stay on as long as the questions keep coming. Say
0: that again. You did a live stream for how long?
1: Three three hours and 35. So I didn't hit the Lumberjack Landlord's five-hour record. But my goal is three hours. And sometimes the good questions just keep coming in. So we stay longer.
0: Yeah, folks, if you're not following Dion from Dion Talk or even Matt from the Lumberjack Landlord, you're missing out. These guys, these guys give you hours of live content, asking real questions. So subscribe, follow them. I give, uh, I do only sixty minutes of live on Saturday. So to do three hours is uh, is amazing. So thanks for all you do, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm.